0: Multifamily investing made simple. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. Left you on a cliff. Uh, I'm Anthony of Invictus Capital, joined by Dan. Oh,
1: I'm also here. <laughs> You're here. And I am from Invictus Capital.
0: As well. Go figure. Hmm. It's like we run in the same circles.
1: Yeah, it's like we work here or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what we got 10 minutes here. Uh, not much time because we're going to talk about six opportunities that looked great, but we ultimately passed Mm -hmm. on. These aren't just real estate deals that we've passed on, but just doing the math on this, we don't have much time for banter. Um, So no dad jokes, Mm -hmm. no funny Dan middle names. We just got to get right to it and talk about what are these six opportunities that at the time they looked great, but we decided to pass on them. And now with the gift of hindsight with some of these, we have enough um, time now where we can look back and say, was that a good decision or not?
1: So first one that comes up,
0: what do you got? Ooh, you pointed at the screen very aggressively.
1: Oh, yeah. I was just emphasizing number one. One. There number we go. One.
0: Okay. Dan's ready for number one. Yes. Number one is a portfolio uh, called TMC that we were looking at very heavily back in first quarter 2020. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ta- tell us a bit about that That portfolio?
1: Yeah. This one would have been the biggest one to, to date. Uh, Even it's still it would have been. Yeah, been, been really big. What was it 250? It was over mm, 200, right? I don't know if it was 200. No, I think it was like
0: 170 or something. I feel like it was 190s, actually. It was big. Bell. Yeah, it, it was, was like
1: 199. Yeah. It was like just, just one shot 200. of like, oh, yeah, 200. Yeah, but up until then, we'd done uh, the biggest had been like uh, 32 units. So this would have been substantially bigger. And we were super psyched. I think it was four buildings, yep. all uh, pretty large. And I think in the suburbs, right?
0: Yeah, they wide. were north of the cities, yeah. uh, first ring suburbs. Um, not Arden Hills. It might have been Arden Hills.
1: Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ago. Somewhere up there. It was, it was a good little neighborhood,
0: a good little suburb. Yeah,
1: we wanted to run at it. Um, and I think it was at the LOI stage that yeah. uh, the COVID thing started happening, and then everybody hit pause, and we're like, okay, well, go start a podcast. So... Yeah, we
0: went and started a podcast instead. <laughs> ultimately, that one ended up, I think, being a couple things that played there. One, it was a good thing not to run at it because mm. I think it would have been ultimately a waste of time. I think some institutional money came in from out of state and scooped it up and yeah. bought it a number that wasn't going to make sense for us ever. Two, it probably for where we were at the time it would probably just we have been ready. too big. Yeah, no. just just knowing now, like how what our size and capacity and ability to take things down, we could do it now. Mm. But two years ago, I don't think we could have. So all, all in all, I think that was a good one to walk away from. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. I'm not going to, I'm going to try and not, uh, not name names to protect the innocent, but um, at the very beginning, uh, well, actually this wasn't the very beginning. This was like eight months into our working relationship. We had the, po- the podcast, we were working on the book. We had done a couple, we had already done a, a deal and uh, another gentle dude came into the picture and we danced around the, the possibility of bringing him on as a partner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He had a couple of unique skill sets that we were like, Hey, this could be a really good Um, combination of people and maybe we bring him in and not necessarily as like an equal partner. Uh, Our thought had always been that he would be like a minority partner, very, very, very small, um, which is kind of uh, led to a little bit of friction because he wanted more and we wanted to not give more. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what went wrong wrong there?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing was a complete misalignment on style. And I don't want to say style as in like aesthetic, but just pace, cadence, sense of urgency. Real estate's a very fast business. Um, when something goes under contract, it's all hands on deck and everyone's got to be moving uh, really quickly. And this guy was more of an artist and he did not want to disrupt his artistic process, which operated at a, at, a, at a certain pace. And so there was a big misalignment there between what we needed and what he was able to offer in that regard. And the, the other big thing, like Anthony mentioned, was uh, his expectation of uh, how much the company he should get for what he was bringing was uh, completely different than ours. <laughs> uh, and it's always tough in a startup, brand new business. What's this thing going to be worth in 10 years? I don't know. What percent makes sense? It's tough to say. So, yeah, yeah there was a lot of misalignment there um, on those two fronts.
0: Yeah, ultimately, that was a good one to walk away from. Um I think partnerships are hard to so mm-hmm. the two things I always talk, uh, recommend to people when they're asking, like, how do I know I've got a good partner? Like, what should I look for? Two things. One is you have to want to go to the same place. And then two, you have to want to get there at the same speed. You know, with this guy, we wanted to get to the same place, but we had very different speeds. Mm-hmm. So that was always going to be a problem. All right. Number three, um, this would have been pretty late in COVID, right? Like this would have been 2021. We started seeing this deal. This one was a, um, I'm not gonna I'm, gonna I'm not gonna name it um, we'll call it La Sally. um and it was roughly around 40 ish <laughs> units if you guys know the name of the building you'll you'll be like wait
1: it's a big street. there's a bunch of stuff on that La street. Sally no one's yeah find it.
0: um it was a it was a a property in the midst of covid it was a good looking property had some things that we really liked about it but there were some things that um we didn't like so
1: um it's very much dependent where this property was situated is very much dependent on the uh, downtown minneapolis downtown minneapolis ecosystem specifically the service industry which during covid was completely turned off right so the typical residents that would be living in this type of building would be uh service staff or all the, the businesses downtown that were shuttered so that was a big issue uh the operations were a complete mess um Almost non-existent. Couldn't so. get good numbers on that thing. Yeah. The the amount of work and capital that we have to go into it was just... It was a big, lift, the, big the, lift.
0: I think the ulti- the biggest thing for me on that deal was the just the layout of the units themselves. They were like these... It was a conversion from an old, old hotel. Mm-hmm. Very cool building. But they converted it into apartments. And the apartments were very small. So like micro studios. And I just... I could never get on board with that. I get that there's like a demographic of people that are okay with living in micro, old school units, but it, it just didn't seem like the type of property that was going to be timeless, and people are always going to want to be there. It seemed like it was always going to have high turnover, high churn, and, and difficulty leasing.
1: Yeah, with enough money, uh, if someone's willing to dump enough money into it to make those uh, at least nice and small, you're good. I think. Yeah, uh, the, but we didn't have the desire to money. jump on that. And, <laughs> it has not traded yet the same yeah, guy still, who was trying to sell it this over was, almost 2 years it's got to be almost 2 years at this yeah, point it has not traded it's come back onto our radar multiple times we've turned it down multiple times actually and it's it still hasn't traded so there's, there's something to that i think
0: here here's, a, here's another one uh number 4 is um again not not naming names or anything like that but another uh, this uh gentleman came to us here local uh local guy in the twin cities and said hey i got this building Do you guys want to go in on it together and i can't remember much of the details if it was like Thirty or forty units. I know the exact location. I drive by it every single day. Um, we ended up walking away from this one because the proposed partnership structure. Well, there was a couple of things about this property that um, one. I didn't think that there was as much meat on the bone, and the purchase price that they were getting was uh, <laughs> represented a good value, and so that was one thing. But then the partnership structure that was being proposed in terms of bringing in investors was so convoluted. Um, it became clear that the only way the deal actually worked and made sense was through the convoluted deal structure. And I just don't like that in general. Like, if you got to get convoluted, that's okay. But ideally, you're not getting convoluted because that's the only way the deal makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of hurdles, a lot of things like that. And I'm, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to spreadsheets and models, and I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I was like, I if I don't understand this, then I'm just going to walk away. It might be an amazing deal, but if I don't understand it, it's just it's not going to be good right yeah. so
0: interesting case on point on that this one was a good a good one to walk away from i think they purchased it around this time last year mm-hmm. and it's back on the market right now for just Barely more than what they paid for it, and it's been on the market for a bit. So I think I, I don't know the story of what's going on there, but I'm I'm guessing it's not going to plan. So
1: it's another. I think it was was it all studios or most yeah, studios.
0: All studios, and it's on a weird street. It's a cool building. It's you would think it'd be great and very near downtown Minneapolis. This is where like hyperlocality makes such a big difference. Knowing exactly street by street um can can make such a big difference because i know this street and i know it's really weird and on a map you wouldn't be able to pick it up um but just driving by it every single day i know i'm like that's not the street you want to be on mm-hmm. uh, okay number five and we got to fly through these we got one minute so we're going to go a little bit long here people so um buckle up this will not be an under 10 minute episode but <laughs> we apologize Okay. So this one was, we'd been talking about development deals for the last two and a half years or so. Like thinking, Hey, we want to get into new development. That seems like a really great opportunity. And we met this gentleman who built this fantastic project. Um, just really, really cool. And he was in the midst, he had already broken ground on another new development. And he's like, Hey, I just need to raise, you know, another $5 million of capital. Would you guys like to come in on this and bring some investors? And we're like, this would be the, this is it. This is the dream scenario where we get to partner with somebody who has the experience. They've done this before. And all we need to do is like bring some capital, sit in the back seat and watch and and learn. Um, but we ended up not doing the deal. Why is that?
1: Yeah. I mean, this was one of those classic shiny object things that, that that attracts us because it's so cool and so pretty. And then you go and you look at the numbers and you're just like, man, this doesn't really make sense from like a, a monetary perspective. Um, it was a great opportunity for the right person, but, us trying to fit ourselves in there would have been inefficient. We weren't bringing a ton of value, really, in this in this situation. And uh, it, it just came down to the numbers. I still really want to say that I'm involved in that thing because yeah. it's a super cool project. Super but cool. it would have been distracting. It would have taken us away from our core focus. And uh, it just wasn't the right time. But... Maybe that exact same opportunity might come up in the future where it makes more sense. I don't mm-hmm. know. And that would just
0: happen maybe a couple months ago. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit too soon to say if it was the right move. <laughs> we'll, we'll see in the we'll future. See. I think it was. But yeah. um, it's always it's hard in the moment to be like, I don't think I can we can do this. I yeah. um, don't think it makes sense for us. So, and the very last one is a reference to another podcast that we did, mm-hmm. which was yeah. um, like how to not get into fist fights with sellers. So <laughs> yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go check it out. Because this one um, was a portfolio of buildings we took a look at. Um, It came off market to us. And they're just beautiful. They're beautiful buildings. The guy had gone in there and over-renovated everything. Um, The operations weren't great. They weren't getting the rents that they needed. And so it was a classic scenario where the operations were trash, but you had this really beautiful building. And so the seller wanted beautiful building prices and we wanted, um, hey, this isn't operating very good prices, and the delta between that, I think we came in offering about one fifteen a door, and we said we could probably go up to one twenty five, and he wanted one seventy five a door, and that delta left
1: some angry, hurt people. Some people got angry. Some people yelled at us. Um, it was hilarious. Yeah, because uh, we went into it with nothing to lose. Like we're like, if, if this doesn't happen, we're perfectly fine. So we weren't really emotionally attached or anything it was just comical how enthusiastic this guy was so definitely check out mm-hmm. that that episode um, and
0: and ultimately just recently I looked and saw that two of those buildings in that portfolio had sold for about 140 145 a door mm-hmm. so he did not get his 175 but he got more than our 125 he just spent so, too much i mean and, and this was a real i highly recommend you go check out that podcast episode because what came to light in this conversation was hey because he was really upset he's like so you think my buildings are only worth 125 a door and i said no i think it's only worth 125 a door to us. But you could probably go and get more from somebody else. And he did. Got 140 Good for him. So I'm like, perfect. That's it. That's it. So those are our six opportunities that looked great, but we ultimately passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall, these are all, I'm glad I passed on that one. I that one. The satisfied other one. with it, all yeah, of except them except for the one pretty we'll one. See about we'll the, see, we'll, we'll see about the development deal. That could be like in 15 years, you look back and be like, damn really blew it on that one, but uh, we'll tune into that episode in 15 years. We'll let you know how we (laughs) we look back in time. All right, guys, so we went a bit long on this episode. We appreciate you being patient and sticking with us. If you enjoyed the episode, go leave a review, uh, share it with a friend, uh, share it with your mailman, and we'll see you in the next episode.